On today's show, we welcome Lucia Leonard, a runner and coach from Chamonix in France. I was a little bit stuttery on the uh, on the Lucia because it's spelt so lovely. And Chamonix in France, saying that word uh, has been like scaring me, but here I am. I'm saying it. You know, it looks like Chamonix. It's not Chamonix. <laughs> You know, I'm not cultured. That's cool. But hey, let's get this show started. Welcome to the show, Lucia. How are you? Hi. Good. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm very excited to have you here. Um, for those listening um, to multiple podcasts, I think we can all agree that was the weirdest entry that we've ever had. Um, but we push on. Um, and, and so for people who haven't yet come across you, um, Lucia, could you please tell us a little bit about your endurance life? Yeah, sure. Um, So I wasn't always into endurance um, ultras, that's for sure. I got drawn into the world of ultras um, after starting running in 2005 to lose weight um, for my wedding. I was a size 20 and I reached a point where something had to change. So I basically changed my lifestyle 360 degrees. Um, Just started going to the gym and doing a bit of wogging, as I like to call it, which is jogging slash walking. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, because I couldn't even jog to one lamppost to begin with. Um, And then I ran my first 10K in around 2006. And I was just so overwhelmed by how good, like, I felt afterwards, like the adrenaline. And I just started to wonder if maybe I could run a half marathon. Um, after running first half marathon, of course, you know, the next step is a marathon and did my first marathon in Amsterdam in 2012 and first ultra in 2013. Um, and then I guess the rest, as they say, is history. Um, (laughs) it kind of happened because my husband bought me a book for my birthday, the world's toughest endurance challenges. And, you know, we'd been having a few beverages that evening and he jokingly said, you know, open it up. The first thing your finger falls on, we're going to do it and open the book up. And it was the Kalahari Ohrabi's Extreme Marathon in South Africa, and which is 250K over six stages and seven days. And we went and did that. And the experience was just so amazing that I was just totally hooked. And now I'm a bit of a race junkie, really. And I just love doing races that are totally out of my comfort zone. Um, But that's where life begins, right? Wow. What? Like, what? (laughs) It's just... You just, if we go, 2005, we're just like getting married. Hey, things are good, you know, size 20, you know, like, yes, size 20 is probably like that's 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 probably like a pretty big size. And 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 I'm not trying to say that, you know, like to 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 any oh, other size it. 20s out there, yeah, but like, you know, but but just that's that's and now like I'm flipping the pages in the ultra book and I'm just gonna go and do a six day. Mm. Um, running the most extreme book <laughs> book ultra it's pretty ultra yeah. if it's in the book I mean there's lots of ultras <laughs> that didn't make the book um, exactly so that's cool <laughs> do, do you look back sometimes and just think like what what a turnaround if you if you go went back in time and, and just you now went and met you in 2004, <laughs> 2005, and just said, hey, this is you, in, you know, 10 years from now. What, what would, oh. would you have been able to um, believe it? No, I wouldn't have been able to comprehend it. I mean, I used to forge my parents' signature at school to get out of, you know, sports class. <laughs> it was, I, I just, yeah, 
I wasn't wasn't sporty growing up and you know I was more the one hanging around the back of the the bike sheds with the boys having a few cigarettes and Mm. yeah it certainly was not in my blood to be sporty so if you'd said that to me you know 2004 that you'd be running ultra marathons for fun you know I would have just said you're having a laugh (laughs) totally (laughs) tell me then okay so you know and this is this is about highlighting you but um like was hubby on a path of transformation i mean you know like if if we go back to this this wedding like was he getting into some shape for his ducks and all of a sudden because he went with you to this this book like you, you know i don't know how many drinks were had that night when you flipped the page and looked but is he a level like fit as well well, he is he is now, um, and he always was growing up, but we, we kind of met and got, got fat together, you know, enjoyed the finer things in life. And, yeah, we I started the, the whole running debacle, and, and he felt that he wasn't seeing me enough on the weekends, you know, because I had to do my long run and I had to do this. And so he said, oh, I'll just come along with you. And, you know, at, as fate would have it, he was um, – it was quite, it was a bit slower than me to begin with and struggled. Um, but soon enough, you know, he was beating me at races and yeah, now he, he runs 200 milers for fun and, um, wins them actually just was in Australia doing the delirious West in February and, and absolutely smashed it and came first. So yeah, he's gone from extreme sort of, yeah, partier to extreme ultra runner. Yeah, and that's an interesting one too, isn't it? It's like sometimes, yeah, people that are extreme at things, you know, even if it is someone else the other day had the, um, I think it was Gary Stoller had the um, term endurance drinker and I'd never heard that before. I was like, (laughs) right, okay. So that that mindset's always been there, just maybe not, you know, not for good good, Mm. good purposes. So so a massive, massive turnaround, awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, sounds like quite a gentleman, you know, if he wants to come and spend some time doing the things you're doing. Cool. I like yeah, it. it was I very like sweet. It. Yeah. yeah. It's like this romantic turnaround. It's like, you know, you've, you've met, you fell in love and then you're like beautiful butterflies, you've shed the cocoons and now you're flying all around the world having a great time. Uh, exactly. Sound, sounds magical. And so, um, it just, yeah, because there's so much going on there. Like, I mean, you know, you've just kept stepping up the distances as well by the seams of it. Um, and mm. Have you just seen heaps of races since then? Like, because that's that's a little while ago since your very first um, ultra event. Um, I, there's yeah. no way I'm going to replicate that name that you mentioned. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> the, the, the crazy desert book run was that the 2013 run that you did? Yeah, that was in 2013. Um, and yeah, since then, I mean, yeah, we've gone on to travel around the world and entering, you know, as many extreme sort of ultras that we can do. And I think I'm always fascinated by, you know, if somebody says, oh, this is really tough, there's a huge dropout rate, um, then I'm like, oh, that really piques my interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything that's that's got a high chance of not finishing. And, you know, I have also not finished a number of ultras as well for for various reasons and, and had to go back to, you know, complete them or some of them are still hanging in the the wardrobe waiting to be completed as well. But um, I think that's half the attraction is something that's just so tough that there is a high chance that, you know, half the field is not going to finish and you might be in that half the field as well. I think, you know, you learn a lot from that sort of toughness. 
Yeah, and because that's the thing, isn't it? I suppose it's like, even though it would be awesome to win, um, you know, if that ever happened, the, it's, it is a battle against yourself in a way and a battle against the course. It's like you versus the course and also yeah. hopefully maybe if you're lucky, not you versus you, but most likely also <laughs> you versus you at some point or multiple yeah. points. Um, yeah, that normally comes up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be keen to learn a bit more about um, some of these races, but but also um, you're also a coach, so so tell yeah. us how that's come to come about. Yeah, well, that kind of just came about because I love seeing other people achieve and accomplish things um, that they've had to work hard for. Um, I was living in the UK for the last sort of sixteen years, and um, we moved up to Edinburgh in Scotland, um, sort of six years ago. And I started my own business up there um, called Edinburgh Run Tours. And I was taking visitors um, that came to Edinburgh on running tours to show them the sites. And while I was doing that, I, I found they were asking me lots of questions and, you know, wanting to find out about my training and races. And um, to do the running tours, I had to do my run leader qualification and, and became involved with Jog Scotland and taking running groups around um, Edinburgh as well. And so I started thinking, actually, you know, I've got a lot of knowledge um, that I want to share. So I went on and completed my level two personal trainer qualification uh, while I was still working full time. So that took a little while to do and then just started doing some <clears throat> online coaching for people. So, you know, doing online training plans for people that were looking to either step up to their first ultra or, you know, wanting to improve what they're doing and doing a bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. And now I've got a range of clients um, from those that are building up to their first 5 or 10K and then those that are tackling ultra distances, including 100-mile events or multi-stage races like Marathon to Saab. Um, and I just I just love interacting with all the clients. And, you know, like this weekend in Chamonix, we've got the Marathon Mont Blanc weekend. And I think I've got someone in every race that's, you know, that I've I've been coaching. So that's really exciting to, to see how they all get on as well. Mm. And that's um, that's like the Super Bowl of running events, like as people would describe it, isn't it? That that particular like you're living right on top of. <laughs> Uh, Mont Blanc, most, yeah, yeah, well, under, yeah, under Mont Blanc, not on top. <laughs> well, yes, but, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, yeah, Still. Chamonix is the the trail running mecca of Europe. Um, you know, it's amazing. You walk up the street, and especially now as the summer's just starting, you know, you just see all the elite runners, all the celebrity runners, you know, and you just like sort of open mouth, just like, oh my god, that's Killian Jornet. Oh my god, mm. that's Rory mm. Bossio. So it's really exciting to have them all here. And yeah, I mean, this weekend is huge. And then we have a um, massive weekend at the end of August for the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc. Um, so that's the the big, the big daddy of the races for the year, um, which I'm lucky enough to be in this year. So ah, cool. 100, wow. 106 miles and 10,000 meters of ascent and descent. Goodness gracious! It must be intriguing, yeah. hey. Like if you're if you're if you've got people because you're coaching this huge range of people, and like if anyone ever doubted you, you'd be like, "Hang on a second, let me just show you a photo of me from 2005, okay?" <laughs> and now here's yeah. a, now I'm in Mont Blanc, okay. So like if you've got um each end of the spectrum completely covered for for all of these people, um, <laughs> and and so it must be fun, yeah. It must be fun to be able to be um, growing people on their on their running journeys and, and where you would be seeing people maybe starting and just like it I don't know if everyone no everyone doesn't do it and I know that they don't but you know there's this thing that happens where 
you go from like 5K, that little adrenaline hit you mentioned before, it lands. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're like, could I do this distance? Now, I just did, um, I, I tried my first ultra, couldn't get it done. Um, you know, oh, no. Oh, no, it was it was awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> um, and, I, and like, I don't quit at, like anything lightly, um, but I hadn't really had proper training, whatever else. And excuses, excuses. But the thing was, right, I um, the longest I'd ever run before that was 33K. And so I'm like, I got to the 33K mark and like I was spent when I'd run 33K. Like I probably could have stopped at 22 in that run. And then yeah. and then I got to 33 and I, and I just kept going. I'm like, everything's hurting um, crazily, but I just kept going. And then it was like, I'm getting to about the 40K mark. And, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, you know, a marathon is no joke. Like a marathon is no. such a long way. Like, because yeah, that, that 33K run I had done was on a loop. So I don't think mm -hmm. I ever really put it into my brain how far it was. So then I got to 42K and I'm like, oh, my God marathoners i've got so much respect for marathoners um you know and, and then um for the last k my my right knee just wouldn't bend and so that last kilometer was like just yeah. trying to make it to an aid station in the dark by myself um you know but it but, but so many takeaways so many learnings um and yeah. so is, is it interesting for you watching your coachees um if that's what we call them you know stepping up and, and you see someone that maybe comes in and they think 5k could be it and then have you watched them progress up into like much, much longer distances being that you can take them from there to ultra? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got one lady I've been coaching for a couple of years now, actually. And, you know, she got in touch with me um, to do her first ultra. And, you know, we got through that. We survived that. We, we completed. We had a great time. And, you know, this year she's actually going off to South Africa to do the very same multi-stage race that I did um, all those years ago. Um, and I'm just super excited. You know, she's going to be running 100K um, in a couple of weeks' time in the UK and then heading off to do this multi-stage race. And, you know, I've seen her just grow and, you know, from doubting whether she could even run a 50K ultra to now thinking, oh, I'm going to run 250K across one of the most extreme deserts in the world. Um, you know, it's just mind-blowing um, how much the human body is capable of and, you know, how much people can grow just from giving them the, the support and, you know, motivating them to, to just keep trying. Um, mm. So I think that's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, and again, do you know, just what job can I ask? I mean, you know, you know but what job were you doing back in 2005? <laughs> um in hotels so I've um I was a chef originally I trained as a chef in Australia and then when we went to the UK I I just started you know mixing it up and was working front of house and yeah 2005 I was probably yeah front office manager in some hotel in London <laughs> so, wow do you know and and so like there's still that people aspect I think like you're feeding people like a chef oh my gosh hats off to chefs yeah. eh? because I just I, I see that kitchen space and I've worked in and around <laughs> oh gosh I'd love to be able to cook like that my, my mom's like a brilliant brilliant cook um but so that so that's another another massive turnaround just just a like I love transformations and it's just so lovely to see that your whole life is like wrapped around this passion of running. Um, yeah. Did, did, did hubby become a coach as well or was it just yourself? No, I mean, he certainly um, ends up being my coach a lot of the time. So mm. <laughs> um, no, I mean, he's now um, a published author. I don't know if you heard of 
the story of Finding Gobi. Um, but he was running an ultra marathon across the Gobi Desert in China where a stray dog started following him and she ran nearly 80 miles with him across this race. Nice. And yeah, it's a, a quite a long story. You're going to have to Google it and then get the book off Amazon. But it's a New York Times bestseller, Sunday Times bestseller. Um, you know, it, it really went a long way because, yeah, obviously he had to leave China to come back to work after the race had finished and had to leave the dog there in China. And whilst we were trying to figure out how to get her over to the UK, she went missing and he flew all the way back to China to try and find her. And after, you know, 10 days of searching day and night with probably 100 volunteers, they found her. And, yeah, he ended up then taking a sabbatical from work and living in China um, to see her through the quarantine process. And, yeah, so he's now published author, motivational speaker and just turned professional runner. So, you know, it, it's turned our lives completely upside down. And, yeah, the book's now in 20 languages and hoping we'll be on you know, the big screen soon because we're we've got a you know deal in the works with 20th Century Fox. So hopefully what? something's coming out. It's yeah. like your life is like a movie. Yes. <laughs> That's I'm sitting here like what I'm doing like listening along and I'm like, oh you know but it's it's exactly like a movie. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Oh yeah. wow. You know, this is just a story to anyone out there. You're like the perfect <laughs> example of like it doesn't matter where you are right now. Just exactly. take up ultra running. No, like <laughs> just get out there and start doing things towards what you want to do. I mean, you exactly. know, your thing was a tent. Was it? Was it? Was walking? You know, yeah. jogging and walking. Um, exactly. Just, take so take opportunities like and yeah, mm. take some risks. Absolutely. Wow, gosh, mm. I'm trying to wipe the smile off my face right now. <laughs> so, so out of all of these events that you've done, um, mm. you know, when you when you think back to to different events, do you do you have a favourite? Oh yeah, I, I have so many favourites. I mean, every time I do a race, I'm like, oh my god, that was the best ever. But you know, mm. looking back, obviously, there's going to be there's a special place in my heart for the Kalahari race in South Africa, the Kalahari or Krabi's Extreme Marathon. I mean, it was my first and I just loved all of it from the race itself to, you know, the volunteers and the people that were there running. But, you know, they all feel like family and I've been there twice. Um, my husband's been three times and I think we'll end up going again, no doubt. <laughs> and, mm. you know, then there's another race in Turkey called the Cappadocia Ultra, which is just like running through a fairy tale. I mean, you're running through fairy chimneys, you stay in a cave hotel and just the course is absolutely stunning. And yeah, just absolutely fell in love with that race. So it, yeah, I mean, I could list every race I've, I've run and just talk about how much I loved it. So, I mean, if you've got, you know, the next 24 hours to talk, I can, I could keep talking. <laughs> it's mm. just nuts mm. how good the races are. Sometimes I wish I had that long, do you know, like, and yeah. that's, that's a really intriguing thing um, just to imagine if, like, you know, it's nice that in a way that your life or part of it is becoming a bit of a movie, but you, you, you never really get to crack into somebody else's, like, if you could just plug into them, like, like Netflix, and I could just yeah. run um, L Lucia's Greatest Hits, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Forget Netflix, I'm just going to watch, um, you know, from the, the point of your view, um, all of these different <laughs> things. And because it's a big ask, like for me, like I'm at, I'm at the very, very start of my journey and, um, you know, like whilst 
I ran for, didn't run 85k. I ran 44k, and and that's the 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 furthest I've gone. It took me seven hours. So I mean, if that gives you an idea of like you know, I wasn't exactly yeah. hooking it in terms of speed. Um, yeah, had a really long still chat with an amazing experience. Oh my god, it was! And I had a really great chat with my coach last night. And so uh, you know, I'm working on like trying to actually train. Um, so that's 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 part mm-hmm. of what you what you have to do and um, life can be a squeeze and whatnot but it's so intriguing to uh, for myself to imagine getting to a point where I could be doing a multi-day event or a, or a or a hundred hundred mile or 200 miles for fun like like hubby um, you know I just yeah. I love the idea of it and and but then somehow getting it to a point where it's not just complete torture do you know, do you, like, <laughs> where you are loving it, where you can enjoy the scenery, where, you know, you've built up a strong enough base that whilst it will be hard, like, I think I'm addicted a little bit to the fact that it was hard and the fact that, like, there was times where I'm like, oh, you, I, I think I was at, like, the 15K mark and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm wrecked. That's it. I'm wrecked. <laughs> do you know? But then I still made it to 44. Like, whatever my mindset was doing it at 15, I conquered that. Um, yeah. There's, some, there's just something about this pushing the limits. Um, it, and, yeah, there is. It just makes it takes you to a different place. I think. Yeah, and and and, and you've taken it worldwide. Um, yeah. To, to, the, to the silver screen, or the or if that's what it's even called, I don't know. Wow, that's, that's, <laughs> that's coming. I just am so blown away. Um, well, it'd but... be great to have like the ultra running scene sort of put on the Hollywood big screen as well. You know, there's loads of like little documentaries and stuff, you know, on Netflix and stuff mm. about all these amazing ultras. But to have ultra running sort of hit the big screen and the mainstream, yeah, I think that'll just be fantastic as well. And it makes sense because it's just so extreme. Like, like humans, you know, it could be wrong, but I feel like let's talk from mm. my own corner of the world in my mind. Extreme stuff is cool, and, and it's yeah. just because you look at it and you're like, God, how do they? How are they doing that? You know, and then like, because marathon has kind of started to sound small, and and I will admit, because you see the length of these races, and you're like, oh, that person, someone told me the other day uh, in a race Infinitus, oh, it's 888 kilometers. Okay, <laughs> that's like running from Brisbane to Sydney. Like, no worries, <laughs> you know, that that's just the run that you're gonna do. So 42. K seems kind of tiny until you have to run 42k then you're like you know what that's that's a serious distance um yeah and it's all relative you know if you're you know if you do ultras then yeah 42k is a little bit more manageable than if you run 5ks you know but Mm 42k it's still yeah you can never be lulled into that false sense of security to say oh it's only a marathon because oh that's the wrong attitude (laughs) yes that was me and so like I'm happy to admit it and but then the thing that like 200 miles it what is that like eight eight marathons yeah I mean that's just ridiculous (laughs) isn't it like I just I can't wait in a way until I'm at that point where I'm looking back going, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but, (laughs) you know, because even um, people in my workplace, I'm back in my workplace and, you know, for some reason I don't feel like a failure not having finished my race because there were so many takeaways from me. But even just talking to people like six months ago when they were chatting with me, (laughs) I wasn't like a, you know, like if, if we actually go back, say nine months, I'm like, I think I might take up a triathlon so that I can lose some weight. I'm, I've really put on a bit of weight, and I and I need to lose some. Triathlon seems yeah. like a good way to 
rid of it. And now all of a sudden, you know, you knock over a marathon. To those people, they're like, what's happening to you, man? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, only, I'm only just at the very start of the journey. Like, I can't wait to bend some minds once it gets up to a point where you're doing 200 miles. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I kind of, in a quirky way, I love that. Like, when you go into work and people are like, oh, you know, so I got up this morning and I walked the dog. It's like, oh, yeah, I just went for a 13 mile run. And they just like do a double take. And they're like, you went how far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you ran half a marathon before work <laughs> like yeah yeah before breakfast yeah, just, actually but just, just a short run you know I, had yeah. to, I, had to, I went for a quick sprint um yeah. <laughs> and so do you um do you still have that book with all of the um with all of the ultra runs in it Yes, yes, we still have the book that we'll we'll never lose that one. <laughs> mm. I, I do love the idea of what you said before about the um, races not complete, hanging in the cupboard, um, and and yes. perhaps more like it's yeah, it's almost like a like a like a superhero costume that you put on, and then you know you go and do this amazing thing. But is, is would the plan be to like is there a plan? Have there been more drinks where you've considered like let's knock over the entire book? How many, how well, many races yeah. are in there? Oh, uh, there's probably like a hundred and two or something. Um, yeah, but there's quite a mix of them. There's like all sort of swimming ones and triathlons and all different type of things as well. So, yeah, I think we'd we'd need to sort of yeah broaden our our range a little bit more to take them all on. But yeah, we have joked about it. That's for sure. I'm gonna buy this book. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. Um, I, I feel like my my coach my coach is. Um, probably listen to this and he's like no why did you mention that to him uh, <laughs> he, he would think that he'd probably come along um so from from your perspective then because uh, it's it's just been such a such a transformation and turnaround that in the in the last sort of 13 years 14 years mm. um what's what's sort of happened in your life and and you know you've compounded that with not only tough races um for yourself you what you've seen with people that you're coaching you've must have just supersized, um, you know, knowledge and, and experience and, and so many other things. F from your perspective, what do you think makes up a successful mindset? Uh, I think it's the right motivation. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to want to do these things for the right reasons. Um, and it's like the old saying, you know, those who think they they can or those that think they can't are both usually right. Um, you know, and it's a bit like you were saying, you were struggling, you know, at the 33K mark, um, but for some reason, your body still manages to push through. And as long as you're having that positive mindset and you've got the right motivation for being there, then, you know, that that's going to really give you that positive mindset. And we've all got the ability to silence the chimp. You know, I've heard that sort of phrase used a lot, the chimp on your shoulder, you know, the negative voice that's telling you you're not good enough or you're not strong enough, you can't do it. Um, but if you've got the right motivation for you, you can silence that chimp. And, you know, it's not just about endurance events, but anything that's going on in your life, if you've got the right motivation, then that's right. Um, you know, sometimes the mindset gets affected by outside pressure, like, you know, you've got life stresses, whether that's personal, family, work, um, you know, the weather, um, it can all affect you as well. So, you know, I think it's really important that you make the time to clear your own headspace and you get back to an equilibrium so that you can have a strong and successful mindset. And how you do it is up to you. I mean, I find just going out for a walk with my dog is a great way to restore myself, uh, maybe doing a bit of yoga, 
um, and just time away from everyday noise because, you know, we're surrounded by noise all the time. So it's just yeah, getting that space away and just restoring that, that mental balance, I think, is really important. Mm, that's an interesting way of looking at it, actually, like restoring restoring back to um, a level of calm and, and peacefulness. Um, yeah. And, you know, like I wonder, that's, that's, that's really profound, actually. Like I, I wonder how many people would ever consider that um, peaceful and calm and, you know, that equilibrium is the natural state because it is so busy and because there's so much going on and whether it's a phone in your hand, a TV screen on, traffic to work, work pressures, emails in your pocket, like there's probably almost always something to keep you jacked in. Um, yeah. But, yeah, how often do we actually stop to just return to like that zen place? Yeah, exactly. I mean wow. I've got a rule now if I'm out – walking with the dog like that's our time you know it's not time to be messaging your friends or checking your emails or you know scrolling through Facebook you know it has to be it's our time in nature so that's a really good opportunity to to just clear the mind mm. and do you do you find like have you have you turned up to events and because you're kind of a little tiny bit like Captain Marvel or you know Superwoman a little bit. <laughs> and so in a way, like this level of confidence that you've built up, it's almost like flip the page, what you got. Okay, swimming, no, flip the page again. Um, you know what I mean? Like in, it's a running event through the desert. Yep, we're in. Okay. So so yeah. almost, almost now if it's a running event, there's probably not much that would you'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like because you, you've got the confidence and, and the ability to do it, but have you turned up at some events and, and had doubts and had, or, or before choosing an event, like have you had doubts and thought, oh, I don't know if I could do this thing? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I did the Oman by UTMB um, in early December last year, and that was a 137K. Um, we had 8,500 metres of ascent and descent, and it was in the mountains in Oman and – I mean, when we turned up there and we heard more about what the, the route was going to be like, I literally shit my pants. Mm, <laughs> I mean, mm, mm. this was going we had to we had to do a, a a via ferrada like at 82k into the race. So we had to put on helmets and harnesses and basically rope climb our way up a mountainside. You mm. know, I'd never done anything like that before. So that just freaked the bejesus out of me. And, you know, just yeah, I was really, really scared for that race. Um, and yeah, rightly so. I mean, I had three proper meltdowns during the race, like proper full on crying, having to call my husband to say, I don't think I can finish it. And, you know, he quite rightly said, well, it can't get any worse, can it? And that's like, no, no, it can't. <laughs> but yes, yes, it does. It gets worse. <laughs> so, wow. um, but to finish that was just such an accomplishment. I mean, it, it took me 40 hours to do 137K and the cutoff was 44 hours. I think we had a uh, something like a 15% finishing rate. Like there was just, yeah, hardly anyone finished because it was just so brutal. Um, you know, it was described as a sky race that went on for 137 kilometres. So, yeah, mm. it was unreal. <laughs> so that's intriguing. And do you then find that you end up in another situation, in another race where it might be hard, might be tough. Are you then casting your mind back to other times where you've overcome 
where you're in the same yeah. mind, mind space? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely draw on that and say, well, you know, you managed to do that. Is this is this any tougher? Is this any worse? You know, are you feeling any worse than what you did then? Or, you know, and you do draw back on that and take some strength from it as well that, you know, you did accomplish that. You've accomplished great things. So you can keep on accomplishing great things. And you do need to remind yourself of that when the going gets tough. And generally, like you said, it does get tough and it gets tough again. It's not just the one hit during a race. It can happen a few times. Mm, mm, gosh, I, I just, yeah, I, I really am so grateful that I get to spend some time chatting to you and, and unpacking all of these things. And there's just infinite directions I could just run off in right now <laughs> and just delve into so much more. Um, from from your from your um, 2019, I mean, you know, it's it's rocketing rocketing through. But uh, do you have mm. any particular you know goals for for the rest of 2019? Yep. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, so in a few weeks, I'm doing Grand Trail Comayeur. So it's a race that I didn't finish last year, um, 105k through the Italian Alps. Um, and yeah, last year, there was huge storms that hit and I was freaking out being up so high. And I just, yeah, I pulled out with, you know, a bit of hypothermia and <laughs> it was all mm -hmm. just a little bit too much. So I'm going back to finish that in a few weeks' time. Um, but that is basically leading me into UTMB, so the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, um, which is the end of August. So that's the one I mentioned, 106 mm -hmm. miles with 10,000 metres. And that starts here in Chamonix and we all run into Italy and Switzerland before coming back to Chamonix. Um, so I attempted it in 2016. Um, and didn't finish, so I am back to seek revenge. <laughs> nice, goodness gracious! Yeah. How do you go about recovering from all of these sorts of things? Like you know, you you do these massive events. Like I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think of what day it is. You probably shouldn't say days because it depends. Anyway, I'm a few days out from my uh, from my event, and my mm. um, my quadriceps and my hips um, are just. Like I'm walking, like a, like a, like I'm waddling. Actually, I'm, I'm, <laughs> ducks are like, hey, stop copying me. I'm like, I don't know how <laughs> ducks could talk now too. But um, how is it that you do these massive events? Like, does it take a long time to recover, or or is your body kind of like recover quickly? And do you have any recovery tips? Yeah, so I have found, I mean, certainly when I first started that, um, you know, recovery was quite similar to how you've described that, you know, you couldn't walk for days and when you were walking it, yeah, certainly resembled something more like a duck rather than a, a human being. But I think understanding my body and knowing what works for me um, has had a big impact and certainly, you know, just getting stronger and doing more of it, your body gets used to it. But I mean, my, my big things is if I have a big training session or a race, um, I have like a chocolate milk or a smoothie um, to get the protein into my body. And, you know, when you finish a big endurance event, you don't always feel like eating straight away. So I find that the milk goes down pretty easily and it gets that recovery process started. And then I always try to get my legs um, elevated as much as possible. So, you know, if I'm going to bed, I'll get them up on a couple of pillows at the end of the bed and sleep like that for the night. Um, I also get on my yoga toes. Um, so they're like little plastic things that spread out your toes, um, which feels really good. And I just try and keep hydrating. Um, not the alcoholic variety, though I am partial to a beer at the finish line, but just making sure that I am hydrating, getting my salts back up. And then once my appetite returns, which can be like 24 hours after the event, um, then I try and 
and try and eat to my hunger. Um, so whatever my body's craving, then I'll, I'll try and give it to it. And I try and keep it as healthy as possible. But, you know, God, if I want a pizza, then <laughs> this is something I really love, then I have that. But, you know, your immune system takes a battering. So I'm really conscious to make sure I'm getting lots of fruit and veg and, you know, getting garlic and ginger in there as well. And yeah, and then just mm. getting loads of sleep. Um, sleep is king. Um, you know, recovery just from training sessions, but especially when you're doing big races where you've been awake for maybe 40, 50 hours, then sleeping is is massive. Um, you know, I do stretching, a bit of yoga, a bit of self-massage, and then a massage from someone else a couple of days later and try and take a few days off running, but I'll try and keep mobile. So you know, go for a hike or, you know, take the dog for a walk and just making sure that just keep moving as well. Cause I mean, you probably found as well, as soon as you sit down for longer than half an hour, you just seize up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Jesus, there's, there's a lot there. What's with the elevated legs thing? I mean, I, I, I sometimes I see people sitting with their yeah. like, back down with their legs up the wall and I've, I've really <laughs> wondered what, what's, what's the idea there? Yeah, well, because you've been on your feet for so long, like you need to let the blood drain back out of your feet. Um, you know, once you've been on your feet for so long, you do find that your feet swell up. So not only do you get cankles, but you get huge elephant feet and you can feel it straight away. As soon as you put your feet up, you can just kind of feel that throbbing. So all the blood's coming back into your body and, oh, it just feels so good. But it really does help in terms of, yeah, just relieving that whole pressure from the feet and they don't swell up as much. Mm, interesting. And and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, like, I, I believe you're working with a few brands at the moment. I'd, I'd love for you to tell me about them. Yoga toes? What? Um, spreading? <laughs> okay, could you? Could I just ask a little bit about yoga toes? Am I getting my, my, yeah. little, my little toes are doing some downward dog? I mean, I don't, I've got oh, an yeah. image in my mind. An interesting <laughs> image. But so what's the idea there? So because your feet are like, you know, your toes are like squashed into the front of a shoe for endless amount of hours when you're out running, then it's nice to get them back out and then get them spread apart. So, yeah, these yoga toes are just kind of like what you'd wear when you're getting a pedicure or something so they can paint your nails and it just kind of splays your toes out nice and wide and it just feels really nice and just kind of relieves a bit of pressure there. Um, mm-hmm. I had that tip from yeah, a good friend of mine, Anna Marie Watson, who's a very accomplished ultra runner. And I thought, well, if she's doing it, I'm going to try that as well. And yeah, it definitely feels good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and who else are you, like what other brands are you working with or you like to use? Um, so I'm an ASICS front runner, so I, I wear all ASICS shoes and, and kit. Um, my, gel uh, Fuji Trabuco Pros, uh, my shoe of choice at the moment for UTMB. And, yeah, I also work with Beta Running who have Ultimate Direction and Injinji socks. So Ultimate Direction do bags, so all different type of race vests. Um, a lot of them are female-specific, which is really important. And Injinji toe socks are what they say, toe socks. So, again, obviously like having my toes spread apart. So <laughs> that's what I use. I've and... seen these socks, right, and I, <laughs> and, I, and I wonder about, like, we, we nearly bought some. There's, like, a store near us that stocks stuff like this, and I and then I just hear my coach um, in the background, like, nothing new on race day. And so I was like, all right, <laughs> it's, it's, too, it's too soon. It's too close to the event. Um, but, you know, I, I see these socks, and 
I'm nervous about being out somewhere and having them like create 32 blisters between toes or something. But is it is the <laughs> idea of of you know having those toe socks that 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 stops the friction between your toes? Yeah, yeah, that's the idea of it, um, and that that's what they do because it separates the toes. That there's less chance of any rubbing happening, you know, whether that's like grip getting in into your sock or whether that's your actual toes rubbing together. So. Yeah, just provides that extra layer there. Um, I'm rocking a massive blister on my toe right now. Like, like it looks like I might have accidentally just grown an extra toe during the run. Um, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that going down and, and, and being gone. Sorry for the image for anybody out there. Yeah. Um, so I might actually try these in gingy, in gingy socks. Um, yeah. And so I did, I did cut you off. So you were, um, and, and anyone else that you're working with? Uh, so I work with a, a few smaller companies as well, like Naked Running Sunglasses um, for sunglasses, eGlove for my gloves, and then Active Root and VeloFort and the Meat Snacks Group for like food and hydration. So yeah, that's who mm-hmm. I work with, and the products I work with are all stuff that I, I've enjoyed over the years, and then you know gradually built up relationships with the companies, and it's come from that. So yeah, it's all good. And again, that must be intriguing too, to think like back to 2005, you know, to now, like is there any corner of your life that has not been touched by this transformation? I mean, (laughs) isn't it just amazing? I don't think so. Yeah, no, the whole life has turned around and, yeah, everything is now part of running or impacted by running and yeah, it just it has really all How aspects of incredible. life. How incredible! How <laughs> incredible! And so, if you were to um, be giving tips, and I mean, I, you know, I suppose you are doing this, but for for listeners, say three mm. tips: people that are considering getting into endurance activities, um, or or I mean, you might even you know people that are in it and considering going to ultra, because I suppose you've got that um, mm. capability to share that as well. But would you have three tips for for people that are looking, yeah, potentially looking Mm -hmm. to get into endurance activities? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've heard, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and everybody says the same thing, but it is just do it. You know, don't be scared by the distance or the time you'll be doing. Your body is just capable of so much more than you can imagine. And even if you don't finish, it doesn't matter because I think some of the best lessons have to come from failure as well. So I think just do it. (laughs) Be Mm. patient. Um, endurance does take time to develop you know it's not a few months but we're talking years of physical mental and emotional development that you just can't cram into a few months of preparation and yeah you might be able to finish your 50k or 100k but you're going to get better over the years as well and you know it doesn't mean to hold back doing anything but realize that you will get better over time and you know if you put in the hard work and learn along the way then that you just got to be patient with that process. Um, and then I think the last thing is that you need to find your why, you know, it's going to get darn uncomfortable out there, whether it's the training sessions in the pouring rain or the freezing dark winter mornings, or, you know, you're 50 miles into a hundred. So what's driving you to be out there? And it, it's probably not just one thing, but it might be, you know, many different things. So, you know, make a list and, you know, you can call on that list when the going gets tough. Um, You know, you can't be doing these things for someone else. It has to be for you and it has to be deep down reasons as well as to why you're out there doing it. Otherwise, yeah, what's your why? Mm. If you haven't got that, you're not going to finish. 
Yeah, oh, I like it. Just yeah. do it is a good. Is it is a, it's one, it's such a brilliant slogan, isn't it? I I just I love I love that and and some fantastic tips. If people are wanting to you know follow along on your journey and and potentially work with you as a as a coach, um, what's mm-hmm. the best handles or places for them to reach out um, and, and and get a hold of you? So I'm known as Running Dutchy because um, I'm actually a Dutch-born, Australian-raised. Now I'm like I don't know a French Brit, <laughs> but <laughs> so I'm known as Running Dutchy, uh, Dutchy as in I E. So on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, I have a website, runningdutchy.org. Um, I do sports massage in Chamonix, so I run my own business called Pure Alps Massage. And then also if you want to know about Dion and Gobi, then visit Finding Gobi. They're across all platforms as Finding Gobi as well. Um, so, yeah, that's <laughs> – and also my cat, I should mention my cat, she has her birthday today and she also has a book out these days called Lara the Runaway Cat. And, you know, it's become a bit of bone of contention in our house because I'm the only one that doesn't actually have a book out. So, <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Your cat's yeah. actually got a book, for real? Yeah, yeah, she's got a book as well. So it's just little old me that doesn't have a book at the moment. Well, you maybe if you could, like, write the book whilst running, you know, because then that would be, even <laughs> if it was complete scrawl, because you kind of, you know, I don't know how many books have ever been written, um, you know, whilst cr- cr- um, crossing the, um, what's that desert, Calamari? Calamari. <laughs> Calahari. The, Calahari or well, Barbie yeah. or something. <laughs> Calamari on the Barbie. I don't know. That's an Australian version of it. Um, I apologise to anyone from that region. Um, you know, but so so that's cool. But look, I've had so much fun um, catching up and having a chat, and I, and I certainly appreciate you you taking the time. I've I've taken a lot away personally, but again, I just really want to say a big thanks for taking the time to chat. No, thank you for having me on the show. It's been fantastic, and yeah, I really hope. You know, you can work through your training plan and, yeah, keep going with the, the whole ultra process. Yep, Look that's forward the plan. to following your process as well. Oh, awesome, awesome.